You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bro Down Podcast. I'm Andy Smith. And I'm Tim Fulton. And this is Fight Fan Weekly. Fight Fan Weekly. Fight Fan Weekly. We bring you some fighter news and upcoming shit. And we're going to be starting off with some good shit. A little bit of a good news segment to bring you happiness in your life in this trying <laughs> times. All right, give me the good shit, bro. What do we got? First and foremost, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Sorry in advance because I'm going to butcher everybody's names because I can't pronounce for shit and these are very complicated. But Khabib's father, Abdul Manap. Is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> I gave it my best. Uh, Khabib's father unfortunately had a very serious medical crisis. It started off with COVID, which caused him to also have a major heart attack, which also caused him to have a stroke, which also caused him to be in a medically induced coma for a week. But thankfully, he is now out of said coma. And although his condition is still serious, uh, they're saying that he is stable and things are looking up progressively well whatever you want to say um so although it's kind of bad news it's good news in that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and like we were talking about before or he has like been above and beyond super nice super respectful everyone's kind of coming together and looking like normal human beings and yeah playing along nicely and it's been kind of a nice change of pace that when shit hits the fan these guys are actually like upstanding citizens yeah it's pretty it's pretty neat to see everyone come together like that yeah it was Um, pretty yeah yeah don't uh just stay stay in your house guys that that you're not having a worse day than him for the most part (laughs) yeah um so uh so yeah, so what's uh what's next on the on the good news? Last but not least, Robin Hood and iHeartRadio teamed up to put on a concert of sorts for New York. They Who did? They made, uh Robin Hood. It's like this poverty fighting organization. They okay. put on a they put on a telethon hosted by Tina Fey. It was filled with like various stars and it was a telethon. So people called up, you're supposed to make donations and whatnot. Uh, they had Mariah Carey, Billy Joel, Sting, Barbara Streisand, Michael Strahan, and Eli Manning announced that some of the donors could win a chance to play touch football against the Giants. Uh, the Giants Ooh. are expected to lose because they're terrible, but uh, that's neither. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's neither. <laughs> I'm throwing just... shade, sir. <laughs> I'm a Giants fan too. I'm allowed to say it. Um, <laughs> those are our words. Anyway, the good. <laughs> The ending part of this is that they raised $115 million. Holy shit. Yeah, exactly. Tina Fey was literally crying on camera when they found out how much money they made. When wow. like, the, they revealed the final numbers. So the money is going towards anything COVID-related, uh, helping people to get through financially, to help feed people, help uh, keep people uh, housed. That's doing, incredible. I, yeah, yeah. It, it was really like humanity at its best. Like people going above and beyond to help each other out. And especially like in this day and age where like you don't really know where, where your finances are going. The fact that people are willing to chip in to like help everyone else out, it's it's nice to see. Yeah, yeah. No, that's dope. That's dope. So um, any, any other good news, sir? Nope, that's it for me. Let's get to the fighting. Okay, so what I want to talk about with you now is there was a UFC event on Wednesday. Yes. All right, you saw the whole event, right, including the main event? Yes. Okay. I want to talk about if the Anthony Smith 
fight was stopped too late. Okay. All right. Because a, a, a couple fighters came out and they were pretty upset about like how everything was handled. Mainly because um, they thought the fight was stopped too late by his corner. Right. So he, Anthony Smith, you know, was looking really good in the first round, even, even the second round. Um, but he, he kind of faded quick and I think DC actually hit it on the, the nail on the head when he said that his, his corner was over coaching him. Right. Yeah. So there's this thing, especially when there's no crowd in, in the, uh, in the arena, you know, whatever your coaches are yelling at you, you know, the fighters tend to listen and his, his coaches just never stopped giving instructions. So Anthony was being like extremely busy, like throwing a lot of volume and he kind of gassed himself out. But where the problem was is that he was taking a tremendous amount of damage in two rounds. And I believe they were both 10-8 rounds. Yeah. Right? I don't know if any fights have seen back-to-back 10-8 rounds before without the fight being stopped. And I'm almost positive it's never been three three 10-8 rounds in a row. And it's like, who is the onus on there? I mean, he was getting beat badly. I mean, you could tell that he was not really in the fight. I mean, at one point during the fight, I th- I don't know who he was talking to, but he basically he said like out loud, he's like, "It is what it is." That's rough, man. Like while you- Teixeira was like hitting him in the head, I think he looked at his coach, or whatever, or somebody said, "It is what it is," and then he went back to his corner after the 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 round before it stopped. He said, "My teeth are falling out." That's that to me is the giant red flag, right? So, it, and his teeth had did already fall out. There was a point where he actually reached out, grabbed his tooth in the middle of the fight while he was on the ground, and handed it to the ref because it fell out. He literally had his tooth knocked. I think he had ended up having two teeth knocked out. Yeah, which does happen in yeah, fights. I, I know it does, but but. When you're going back to your corner, and this was what Chael Sonnen in particular is the guy that I listened to more about, like this, you know, being upset with the stoppage, was basically saying, like, the cornermen are there to protect the fighter, just like the referee is there to protect the fighter. Yeah. And he was saying that you as your cornerman should know when your fighter is done. And he's like, after two 10 8 rounds, and you're asking the guy, are you okay? And his answer is, my teeth are falling out. Now, fighters don't want to quit, right? You have to save them from themselves more times than the other way around. So it's your responsibility basically to say, okay, this guy is done and his his heart is too big for his own good here. And Anthony's nickname literally is Lionheart, okay? Yeah. So when you ask your guy, hey, are you okay? And he says, my teeth are falling out. That's a sign right there. Okay, he didn't say he was okay. He doesn't want to say I'm done, but he's basically giving me a negative response. Right? And that's after two 10-8 rounds. Like, if you don't think your fighter has the ability to finish the fight, and you know for a fact he cannot win on the scorecards now. Like, say Anthony had won the first two rounds, right? Say, just, just... For instance, say he won the first two rounds. Yeah. Glover got 10-8 rounds the next the next two rounds, right? So right there, it's over. So right there, he's already up two rounds. There's one round left. Is your fighter capable of getting a 10-7? No. <laughs> he's not. 
he might be capable of getting a 10-8 if he pulls the most miracle of miracles out and dominates after he's been exhausted and beaten. And do you think he has the ability to finish the fight? It's possible, but at what expense? Exactly. I mean, we're at a... I'm not a fighter, so I'm looking. Neither am at, I. Yeah, but I'm. We're both looking at fighting culture from like the outside, right? Hundred percent. So, so it, everything I'm gonna say, kind of take it with a grain of salt in that aspect. But you have to look at it like a return on investment, almost. That's that's kind of the way I look at it. The fight was a loss. You knew it was gonna be a loss, unless he pulled some miracle out of his ass. You have to you have to throw in the towel. Yeah, you don't want to look like a chump. You don't want to look like the guy who quits. But it, that's not quitting. It's admitting you had a loss. Your teeth are literally being knocked out. And you're getting your ass handed to you. You're not going to make the comeback. I would rather see the fight stop then and have him progress towards a quicker recovery and exactly. be so hurt. And so in the future, he can get more fights in. Like this. This, for his own safety as well. It's not all just about fighting. But it's not going to help him uh, in terms of his career. It's not going to help him that night. It's not going to help him in any regard. So yeah, I'm 100% in agreement that uh, it was called too late. Um, so who do you think should have... Because a lot of times, like, I mean, not only just pride, but guys are getting head trauma in there. So they don't really know what the fuck is going on. So you can't almost expect a fighter to quit because that's not in their vocabulary yeah right so do you think that because the referee uh jason herzog came out and said that he takes full responsibility for not stopping that fight earlier and said he should have stopped that fight earlier who do you think should have stepped in and stopped the fight i think it's the corner um i see i i've have real mixed emotions for the ref i understand his predicament that he feels like, yeah, he should be protecting the fighter, and it was his job to stop the fight. And it was two 10-8 rounds, but there was no stopping moment for me when I was watching that. I could understand his reasoning that, yeah, maybe he could justify stopping it at some point, but it wasn't like... I, I see what you're saying. It, yeah, there he, wasn't a, a, a traumatic event to where like it was a clear cut. Like Anthony was always just barely hanging on enough to get it to stay continuing on the cusp. Exactly. Like he was still intelligently defending himself. Not well, but he was intelligently defending himself. So it's not like sets a weird precedent for me. If a ref turns around and says, you know what? You're taking too much damage. I don't like it. I'm calling the match. I would rather have him be like, you're taking like you're no longer i don't want that line to be crossed if that makes sense but the corn that's what the corner is there for yeah see chael sonnen has one of the best lines that i think and i don't know if he made it up or whatever but he basically was saying when you stop the fight is when your fighter can no longer win the fight the second you think that your fighter can't win the fight is over so that's when you're supposed to throw in the towel and that's why i think it should have been stopped because it's not like it's not like Anthony won three rounds and, you know, this was the fifth round and Glover was, you know, beating on him and it was basically just like, hey, hang on and you'll get the victory. There was no victory. Yeah. Like victory was nowhere in sight. He wasn't showing anything that they were turning this around. He didn't have a tremendous outing in the first two rounds to make it like, oh, this is competitive. There was, it was basically like the only reason you're hanging on is so you don't get a knockout loss on your record. Which is asinine. It's so it's it's very silly, especially when the cornerman is supposed to be there to save the fighter. So I, I agree. I think they should 
They should have stopped the fight the second that they thought the fight could not have been won. And he didn't have he wasn't showing anything that showed he could still win. He wasn't throwing any fucking super powerful shots. It just wasn't looking good. Yeah, yeah. I'm um I'm, I'm fully in agreement with you on that. So uh last but not least, the last minute here, I just want to say this is why MMA is so weird. Okay. Glover Teixeira fought John Jones. Glover mm-hmm. Teixeira got beat up pretty bad against John Jones, right? Yeah. Anthony Smith fought John Jones. Anthony Smith did good against John Jones, especially what people thought he was going to do against him, right? He he did very well. Like, he stayed in there. He didn't win the fight, but he did very well. And then he did way better than Glover did, right? Yeah. Then Glover yeah. fights Anthony Smith and blows him out of the water, like not even close. And Glover's 40 years old. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. But it's it's almost kind of one of the fun things about MMA, right? Because, like, yeah. you don't know. Like, if you're watching guys race, you kind of already know how fast they are. So you kind of have, like, a measurement of, of where they're going to place. But, like, when you're seeing guys fight, it's style versus style. Yeah. Like, it, it's not – and it's, it's part chance. It's part there's, – there's just so many different aspects to it that, like, that's why it's always exciting because you, you just never know. You just never know. And I think we both predicted it wrong on our last podcast. We both <laughs> Yeah, I, I the exact opposite of what I said happened. I said mm-hmm. that Anthony Smith was going to be um too much for him. He's going to be that Glover was going to be outgunned cuz he was long in the tooth and that I thought he was he was going to get outworked and basically like Anthony was going to put him away or 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 because of the outing he had against John Jones. Yeah. And the op- the exact opposite happened. Glover put it to him and basically beat him down for the better part of two and a half rounds. Yeah. Yeah. It was, man, crazy, so, crazy so weird. Sport. Ooh, on that note, what do you think of the John Jones versus, uh, uh, Frig? What's his name? John Jones has been beefing on Twitter against who was the heavyweight we saw last weekend? Francis Ngannou? Yeah. Uh, you, you didn't hear about this? Uh, they're they're talking hardcore. He and like they're going at it on Twitter. And like John Jones was like, you know what? I have nothing left for me at light heavyweight. Maybe I'll just step up to heavyweight. And and Francis Nagano was like, all right, I dare you to. He's like, oh. you. He's like, you've seen power before. Guys have power. Guys don't have my power. And so like they're they're like, John, it, it, <laughs> it, 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 at least the bantering is fucking epic because John Jones is like, I I'm a goat. Like. You, you have never seen a fighter like me before. And Francis Nagano is like, I'm the same exact way. You've never seen my power before. Bring it. <laughs> that is the fight to make, sir. That, because that, yeah, th- that, Talk about it. that is John Jones going up against. See, you can always say like, oh, Francis is green. He doesn't have a lot of experience. If John Jones wins, people will be like, oh, yeah, well, Francis was just, you know, he knew he didn't have a chance anyway. But if Francis touches, you're dead. Yeah. So, and the thing is, is that Francis is a big guy. He's used to fighting big guys, right? Now, yeah. John Jones is a is a pretty big light heavyweight, six foot four, and he probably cuts from like two twenty five, two thirty down to two hundred five. But he ain't Francis Ngannou big, and Francis Ngannou has such confidence in his power that he will just he he did it with Rosenstruck. He just waited forward and he's just like, all I gotta do is touch you once. You touched me 10 times. I got to just touch you one time. And when it's thrown with reckless abandonment, like, what do you do? Like, you're fucked if it hits your guard. You're fucked either way. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Francis's best bet in that is to come out and just just blitz him. Just blitz him and see what happens. Fuck it. I- <laughs> Maybe he'll have another like 20-second match again. I don't think John wants that. I mean, he probably wants the fight, but that's a scary fight for anybody. Yeah. Especially John, because John, he can knock people out, but he's not known for like starching guys. Like he's not known as a knockout artist. He's known as like a, like the best fighter in the world, like overall. But if you Just, bring that in there, like he's got a game plan against him, so he has to basically survive enough to implement it. John Jones said, and I quote, "I'll literally pick you apart." I mean, he could. God damn, I'm excited for that one. If that happens, please make that yeah, happen. It's just bantering on mine. My God, Dana White must be like looking at this like no other right now. Oh, come on. Is come Jones on, even on. eligible to fight right now? I don't care. Let him fight <laughs> on Fight Island where there's no rules. Put him in the Thunderdome. You can use my backyard. I just. Dude, just I'm down. It. I'm so down. <laughs> All right. Do you got any last thoughts? I'm good with this one, man. I'm super excited about the John Jones. Uh, don't, don't get my hopes up. All right. If it's not happening, don't fucking get my hopes up. I already got your hopes up. You did. But uh, no, no final thoughts on that. Go to BrodownPro.com for all your Brodown Pro gear. Um, Anything other thoughts on that, bud? Nope. Just don't forget to like, subscribe, leave comments if you so please. And we will catch you guys next time. Later. You're listening to Brodown Podcast all 